What's good everybody, this is Silas from silasbeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 11, um, the second season, and in this episode, this particular episode, I want to talk about relationships, relationships, relationship building, and like why it's so important um, that you focus on all kinds of relationships. Um, the first thing I want to do, just to simplify everything, is just to let you know the different types of relationships that we have, right? So now, for this example, I'm going to categorize people, right? And I'm going to give you examples of each category. And from there, yeah, you can basically um, uh, come up with your own. You just basically populate the list, right? So essentially, you have people that are above you. You've got people that are at your level, and you've got people below you, right? Um, the people below you are actually the most important, but for the purpose of this example, I'm just going to call them the people below you. Okay. So, when people hit me up, they're always looking for contacts for people above them. And sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, cool, you know, you, you need a PR, you need a, uh, you need a PR company, you're looking for a, um, I don't know, a record label, someone who's going to help you progress your career. You're looking for, you want Questa's number, you want KidX's number, you want Altero's number, I don't know, you want someone's number. And these are the requests I get, like true, true requests. People say, do you have this person's number? Do you have that person's number? Do you have this person's contact? How do I get a hold of this person? And all of the focus ends up being on people above them, right? And rightly so, as musicians, as creatives, as artists, as rappers, as singers, as music producers, Anything, you always want to be noticed by people above you. In fact, in life, that's all we want. Since we're kids, we want our, our parents to notice us. We want, we're always looking for that next approval. When you get to grade 10, you just want to be in matric, you know. When you start at university, you just want to be done with university, you know. It's a situation where we're always looking for the next thing that's bigger than us. And this is why the focus goes there, right. And the mentality is if we can get those people to to uh, like us or give us that stamp of approval, we're good to go. Whereas in actual fact, it's a combination of all three that's important. So people above you and um, yeah, so people above you would be your publicists and those kind of people. Sure, contact them, but just understand that that is their category. Second category is the people on your level, right? Other creators, your peers. Right? And again, like people want this, but they kind of don't really want it. People will, you'll, I mean, I'm sure you've been in a situation where you've asked someone for a critique or you've gone past asking someone for a critique because you don't value their opinion. I know people that will, have, will say, listen to my music, please. And when I give them a critique, they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then that's it. They won't. They won't change, they won't do anything, they'll take it, they'll say, okay, cool, and then off they go. And sure, you can't listen to every piece of advice. I've heard people tell me all kinds of things about my beats and about my production, but I personally, I take it on a voting basis, on like a democratic type of basis. So if one person says one thing, and the next person says the same thing, and another person says the same thing, and another person says the same thing, chances are I, I can't push them away and say, guys, you guys are all talking nonsense. You don't understand it just yet. Um, this is how it used to be with my drums um, on my beats. I'd say, dude, your, your melodies are nice, but hey, these drums. You know? 
And I was like, ah, man, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's just the drums. Uh, it'll be okay. Then again, at some point, I think someone mentioned again, they're like, this would be perfect. I just don't like the drums. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Went on to the next situation. Um, this is great. I want to use it. Hey, but can we switch up the drums though? And then from there, I, I kind of understood. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right. So the consensus is the melodies are fine. I'm okay with the melodies. The issue here are the drums. And going back now, right? Because hindsight is always 20-20. You're always going to see perfectly. If I go and open up my old beats, um, then like I will hear, like I hear it all the time. I'm like, my gosh, my drums really did suck. But I didn't know it back then. Back then I, I thought I was okay. And this is how we are now as creatives. When people tell you that there's a certain uh, part of your, of your, your music that doesn't sound 100%, you're always going to be very quick to defend it and say, nope, you don't understand it. Or nope, I'm not going to take your opinion because this is how I feel about it. But what ends up happening is true to story every single time. Three years down the line, you'll go back and you'll listen to the track and be like, oh, okay. I kind of understand what they were saying. Right? So now this is, this is a situation where people look at the people on the same level as them and they're like, you know what, screw your opinion. I don't need it. Or I don't need to build a relationship with you. Therefore, I'm going to ignore you. Right? Now we're going to go on to people that are below you. And I don't want, I, I, the more I say it, the more I cringe because if anything, they are above you. Um, but these are the, aver- the, the, the average day-to-day fan or the average day-to-day person that hasn't necessarily connected with your music on the same level as a fan has. Right? So you've got the masses. Let's call it the masses. Right? So essentially, you've got your, the people above your PR, your, your, your record labels, um, massive artists. Then you've got your colleagues, your peers, other producers, engineers, people all around about in the same um, space as you, same level kind of situation as you. And then you've got the masses, right? Now, the masses are ignored way too much. And I see it on a big scale in this country, especially. In other countries, they've kind of, some of the guys are actually pretty woke to the situation, but... If you look at how South African artists are, and I see them do it every year, and I get so I get ticked off that they get to a point, and then they wonder why when they are sending out requests for things that fans don't help them out. I want to win a metro a metro award. I need you to vote for me. And then they wonder why they don't get that metro. It's because you haven't you haven't been focusing on fan interaction. You don't care about your fans until you need an award because it's a very selfish situation. Everyone's talking about Asama, I want Asama, I want this, I want that. You're not going to get anything if you don't have the masses behind you. I, I have seen situations where, we take Nasty C for example. He could have, we can take one or two opportunities out of his timeline and he still would have blown up because he's undeniably good and his fan interaction is crazy. I've been saying this now for like two, three years. People are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But now they see it because they see how, how, how um, school kids react when they see Nasty C perform. It's school kids. He knows his demographic. And I was reading an article that this is so smart of him because Nasty C is not a young guy. He's not an old guy. He's getting older, but he's not old, right? He's, I don't know, 20 something now. 20, I don't know. He's there. He's at that age. But now he's got all these fans 
that sit between the ages of like 13 and 20. Like the core majority, I can imagine, probably about 15 to about, uh, about 20 or about, around about to wherever his age is, right? And all that's going to happen is as he grows, his fans are going to grow with him. It's perfect. It's the perfect situation. It's the same way um, you look at um, Marvel and DC Comics. When we were young, what were we seeing? We were seeing uh, Superman and Spider-Man and all of these people, Iron Man, the Hulk. We saw all of these superheroes and we saw how their characters like, were created. And we're like, oh, that's nice. Now they're using CGI and all of these nice things to make them look good. But what happened after some time passed? Haven't you seen, like if you look at the movies as they are today, they're a little bit more grown up. People are getting shot in those movies. People are getting, people are swearing at each other in those movies now. Superman's outfit is not as bright blue and red as it was before. It's a little bit more mature now. The colors are more mature. If you look at Batman's outfit, it looks a little bit more mature when you look at it. When you look at um, Captain America's outfit, all these, the, and I, 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 I digress, but I need to prove a point that as they've, Marvel and DC have realized that as their comic um, heroes, as their superheroes have um, uh, progressed, so have, the, um, uh, so have the audiences. And it's important. It's very, very po- important to understand that because at the end of the day, who are they appealing to? There's a whole new set of superheroes and a whole new situation going on. Kids, some kids nowadays don't give a damn about superheroes. They don't know what the hell's going on. They don't care about Spider-Man. Who the hell is Spider-Man? They care about all these other things that they, um, that they grew up on. So that in that situation, I get it, right? And this is how Nasty C has basically set up the rest of his career. Perfectly, perfectly. And how did he do it? Fan interaction. By taking care of the masses. At the end of the day, if you don't have the masses on your side, you're pretty much screwed. You can sit there and say, ah, it's fine. Get the record label. They'll push my work for me. I'll get the fans. That's never how it works. It's never, ever, ever how it works. The people I've seen with true followings, your Caspers, your um, uh, anybody who has a bunch of people behind them, Hasn't been a situation where that person didn't give a damn about their fans. They made music for their fans. They interacted with their fans. When they were at shows, they were, I can imagine that they were with their fans. You know? They didn't brush them aside when they tried to hit them up on social media. I see people doing that already and I'm like, who are you? Who the hell are you? No, I don't want to, when I do my shows, I just want to do my shows and I want to go home afterwards. No, because you're not going to build anything in that way. Oh no, um, I don't want to be access- too accessible to people. And sure, I'm starting to feel that way now. I'm starting to back off social media now and again because it becomes too much. But that's because my numbers out, my numbers are out there. My um, my situation is as it is because of all of that interaction that I've done before. Now I'm getting to a stage where I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I need to manage it. Otherwise, I'm gonna go mad. But before, I was doing it because I knew that I was a complete nobody. I wasn't making a dime off music. I wasn't, like, nothing was going my way. So who was I to complain and say, I don't want people hitting me up. You know, I'm too special. It almost comes across as that. Like, who the hell are you? This is, like, this is, it's not 1999 where you can be, I don't know, Buster Rhymes and, and, you know, Eminem. And there's an elite few of you guys, elite few artists. Nowadays, everybody's an artist. I don't care whether you rap. People hit me up and they're like, I'm a dope rapper. I don't care whether you rap. Unfortunately, this is the situation. When you are pushing your track on social media and you're like, please click, share, download, 
um, this banger now. No one gives a damn. No one gives a rat's ass unless they know you, unless you have given the time to interact and engage. Be one with your crowd. Because if you can get the masses, like as a nasty C situation, if you can get the masses on your side, it doesn't matter how many doors are shut to you by the so-called gatekeepers. Your fans are going to be behind you knocking on that same door. They're going to blast the door open. At the end of the day, you're going to shine just because you've got people behind you. And this is why I say having, that, having the masses behind you is the most important. I actually want to put them above them, uh, above record labels and PR services and whatnot. Because at the end of the day, your, your gatekeepers still exist. I'd, we'd be fools to say that gatekeepers don't exist, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But what's happening now is that there are many more gatekeepers. Before, there were like three people. There's the, the two hip-hop shows and one blogger or whatever the case was at the time. But there were fewer people to say, hey, I like this person or hey, this person's my friend. I'm going to put them on, all right? And then it became more a thing of, um, you know, how can you, how can you hustle the situation? How can you work the situation to make it work in your favor, all right? So gatekeepers still exist, but you can work around them. This is why I don't, I don't believe in record labels. I don't believe in those things because the model has changed completely. You can be your own record label. What's the record label there for anyway? Distribution? Publishing? These are all things that you can do by yourself and it, it doesn't cost massive amounts of money. So yeah, I'd say you know, um, uh, focus, on, focus on the masses and you'll see things will start the wheels will start to turn. Things will start to happen for you. And um, uh, yeah, essentially your, your fan base will grow and essentially then you will be able to break through any market. You don't need other people to set you up, put you on platforms. Sure, it will help, but put the groundwork in and develop those relationships. Make lists. Make three columns. First column will be the people that you... Um, you, the peop these people that you're trying to mess with, your PRs and your, your record labels and all those people that you're trying to mess with. Your second, your second list, your second column is going to be all the people that are your peers. And I actually want you to start giving a damn about what they say. Not to a point where you're like, um, uh, hey man, uh, uh, I'm going to try and do whatever it is that you're saying. But to a point where you're like, okay. So-and-so has said whatever they've said, they've said their piece, cool. I'm going to make a mental note of it. And if this thing starts to creep up a lot, people say it a lot, then I'm going, to, um, I'm going to do something about it type of situation. It's just how it is. Um, you have to do it. And then the other thing is just to get the masses on your side. Uh, so there, I wouldn't say necessarily make a list, but take more time and effort to interact with people that you wouldn't usually interact with. If someone comments on your work, don't ignore them or don't just hit the like button on your comment. Comment back. Create a discussion. Start talking to these people because what will eventually happen is this person will be like, oh, snap. They get that special feeling and that connection happens. It's so simple. Anyway, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it here and say, um, if you want to hit me up, you can. Um, hit me up uh, on uh, business at cyberspeech.info. Um, or yeah, you can just head through to my website, which is www.silasbeats.info. And yeah, we can keep the conversation going there. Peace.